Hello, and welcome to the Old Farm Bus Podcast. This is the back of the bus session. <laughs> Shit. Hello, and welcome to the Old Farm Bus, back of the bus sessions. And today, I've got an amazing guest. We don't know each other properly. I don't, is this like the first time we've met? I feel like I've met you briefly, floating around places, but it's always been very... That's how it's been. Intense atmosphere. Little (laughs) butterflies running around doing our thing and then. Smiling and saying, hi, I never had the chance to sit down and chat. And I've always really appreciated what you've been up to, though. If it's a musical thing (laughs) or you've been doing film or whatever you've been doing. Skating, isn't it, as well? Yeah, we skate, yeah, I skate. I'm going to find because honestly, guys, I'm going to find out a lot because I've not even wrote my list down today. I've just like, (laughs) I'm not saying I'm not prepared. I'm prepared, but. I've just like wanted to meet you as if we were just meeting anyway. So, yeah, yeah, of welcome, John. Oh no, mate, your girlfriend's not on the book. Uh, we're gonna have like coming. a proper she's reaction to get out of the then. Fence still. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were gonna, first time ever. We're gonna have a crowd reaction, but yeah, maybe we'll get it in a minute. But welcome, John Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so, hello, matey. How are we doing? Yeah, man, chilling. Yeah, <laughs> feeling good. You came today in, is that your house, would you call it? Yeah, that's my house. So you're travelling around in, what sort of van is it? What like? It's an LDV Maxus. It's like a high top. It's a, when did you get that? We got it January. Okay. It was a kind of a last minute decision, like with the whole Brexit thing. And <laughs> I'm like, we, like, we need to get a van in it and shit and <laughs> get out of here quick in it and get it done on the cheap and so legitimately you were sort of feeling a bit uproared with the politics you didn't sure what's going yeah, on yeah. and then you were like right van time yeah <laughs> we was people like this <laughs> <laughs> just because we was gonna move back to nottingham and we moved out of nottingham with me and my girlfriend was living there for i was living there for about four or five years mm-hmm. she was living there for about three years mm. and then we moved out to try and find a nice place together and then that place fell through. So where were you before Nottingham then? Where was... Uh, I was living in South Normanton. Right, I literally. saw they were kind really of close the from man. here. Yeah, yeah, literally. I grew up, well, born in Codner actually, right? even pretty closer to here. Even close, we get... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stars true. Alignment. How yeah. old are you, dude? Uh, 24, 24, yeah. 27? Yeah, yeah, true. So we were around, man. What school did you go to? Ripley, uh, Ripley Juniors was my primary school and then Mill yeah. Hill was my... Yeah, prof- I went to Mill Hill, bro. You didn't... <laughs> I told you guys, I told you. <laughs> Bro, it was all going to So, Oh, mate, we can really get in yeah, then here. Yeah, I, I love the genuine reaction to what just happened because I, that's made my heart sort of just explode. Yeah, I know, I'd obviously seen you around school then. I Wicked. Look, so you, that therefore you would have been like two years below then, 24, 27, 24, 25, 25, 25, 25. Two or three years. Two or three years below. I w- we're going to have there. a few reference points here, man. Who was the head teacher? Mrs. Graham? Oh, yeah, that bitch. <laughs> she was mad, wasn't she? That, do you know, like in, in films, where, let, let, do you watch Harry Potter ever? Yeah, you say, I yeah, love yeah. Harry Potter. Do you know when you've got like um, Gryffindor and Slytherin? <laughs> it was, she was like the archetypal Slytherin head yeah. teacher to come in, in and just that, be like, yeah. it's dominance we need, it's anger, it's assertiveness. Yeah. And she just came in and sort of stampeded over everything. Shut everything down, didn't she, bro? She, <laughs> she killed it for everyone. <laughs> Turned the whole place dead. And when they were like, like, let's get rid of the creativity, because it was, a, it's an art school generally. Yeah, and then, no funding in the music at all. It, they started to like take bits away and really repress it. Yeah, so, what sort of experience did you have then from going to Melil? Because that's I speak about on this podcast quite a lot, like quite um, openly about education. I yeah. think 
it's crafted a lot of who I am, but I learnt nothing from school in honesty. Yeah. Like the things I really needed outside of school to build a business, to be in music, to do these things, I needed confidence. Of course. I needed like uh, abilities that just weren't given at school. Did you do all your learning outside of it, or do you think school give you anything? No, school. I think school, <laughs> I was just there to be mischievous, like, just experiment and have fun. Like, I didn't really take any of it seriously. Yeah. I had parents that kind of wanted me to take it seriously, mm-hmm. but I think from, I always knew from a young age that like, I started doing, playing drums from, like, the age of, like, year six, maybe. Okay. So I was always like, I need to do music, so I'm at school just to, like, occupy the time. And <laughs> Were the par- your parents quite uh, open to that as well? Like, did they, they understand you? Like, yeah, the, I did drum lessons and they was all like, yo, you need to do your grades and stuff like that. And ah. I did eventually get in a band a little bit older and okay. they pushed it and stuff like that. So luckily they, was, uh, they understood. But I think further down the line when I was doing this and there wasn't seeing big bucks of cash coming in and shit like that, they kind of eventually was like, come on, you need to get some money. You need to get a real job. Yeah. <laughs> real <laughs> <No>. job, baby. <laughs> but nah, the scene, I think since I moved out to Nottingham, got way more independence in the scene, what I'm doing and yeah. been able to travel the world and get stuff paid for and play shows all over the place. I've seen that I can do it. So Could, I think. So the, the fact I haven't got my list with me here, but I know there's so much about you. Like, so if I had my list, I would have said music. I would have said filmmaking, traveling, what other elements do you think I, I've missed out on this? Because I know you've got quite a lot. Not massively filmmaking. It's not a passion or anything. Like, it's more, I ain't got someone there to do it for me. So I'm going to have like, to do as it. A, but... As a filmmaker, like, you've got a really good knack to it. Like, yeah. it looks a very vintage, retro. Yeah, it looks you. good when you do it. <laughs> yeah, I get you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a burden in my head. I'm like, oh, my God. All that. No, like... It's more down to the data management. It's like, yeah. oh my God, like, I usually work with audio. Look at this visual. Oh yeah. my God, there's like 60 gigs worth here. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, to be fair, I do a lot of skateboarding's a lot. Skateboarding's mm-hmm. something I'm not like, yo, I'm amazing at it. Like, I want to be pro. It's more like I've just done it from such a young age and I've accepted what level I am. Mm. It's more, it just brings people together in a culture that reflects art as well. Could you like compete with it do you think you're at that level like or people that are at that level i I listened to a podcast funny enough it was uh joe rogan one but he had tony hawk on recently (laughs) and just him like uh, describing the scene and describing like the the skating world i couldn't believe how in depth it was and it does because frankie bones as well like yeah yeah giuseppe yeah yeah yeah, all that crowd i I follow it and i'm like blimey i didn't know there was it's another yeah man it's the same world literally like (laughs) snanton market i used to live on in nottingham that's the home ground where all the skaters go okay and you could just go down there anytime someone will be there People sleep there. People will just be there every day, chilling. Like it's is a it family quite, down there. Quite an open community. Quite accepting. And yeah, if you're on a board, or even if you're not on a board, if you literally want to chat and you just kind of want to go out, people will chat to you. Like we we get all sorts of people come down there. Like, all people smoking crack, spice, everything. Like we'll still accept them. They yeah. to come with us if they're not causing any shit. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. come there to come chill with us. Like we all there chilling. Like. Because it's, again, one of the... I've never been a part of a clique, to be honest. I yeah. think that's something I've always sort of missed out on. I liked it. Like, even when I used to be with the football lads and yeah, yeah, things, yeah. it's like I like being in with a chance and that. Yeah, yeah. But I was never fully in. 
So when I see the skaters in Snenton Market and stuff, I always like envy it a little bit. I walk past them like, oh, that'd be quite nice. Do a kickflip to you, yeah, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I had it when I was young. Like, obviously, I grew up around Ripley, so yeah. I went to Ripley Skate Park every day. Right. Like, on the skateboard for years. That's where I didn't see you, because that's probably the one place in Ripley I didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd grow up there, innit? And then, like, after a bit, I went on the bike. So I scrapped the board, and then... I think, obviously, when I was younger, we had that proper community there. There's so many skaters of us and stuff like that. Mm. And then when I would go to college and stuff, everyone stopped skating. So skating was something I kind of had an um and or. I'd come out of it, I'd go back to it, but because it, it was just me going to do it on my own. Right, As okay. soon as I kind of moved to Nottingham, I seen there's a whole community there. It was mm. like, yo, I feel like I'm a youth now. I can go back to my old days. I can kind of just have fun. And I'm an adult now, so I've still got to do this professionally and kind of <laughs> make music and not just bum there all day. <laughs> so when you get into the music scene was that you were playing drums was that like a rock band yeah is it like an indie band from ripley indie who was in that because i probably know jack burton yeah yeah i know jack burton yeah tom buzzatil tom been watching these podcasts yeah, 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 Wait, yeah. what was tom playing bass i've been i've been wanting to get tom down to be honest yeah, to the podcast because yeah. again somebody from very similar backgrounds but we all grew up so differently yeah, yeah i just yeah. like to work out where like people grow up in in the same environments but have such different philosophies yeah I, i'm inspired by it i like to see dif- difference i suppose yeah, so like bergs like jack yeah he, uh, he kind of just floated off like i'd not seen him for, ever since i kind of left ripley ever since i left school i didn't come back to ripley i kind of okay. went straight to nottingham college uh confetti and just stopped there and ah. then went to college then i went uni and then I heard Bergs obviously moved to Australia. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then he just moved back into Nottingham. Doing quite well now, isn't he? Is he in a band? Yes, yeah, Sancho Pancho. Yeah. Awesome. And what about Tom? Is he still uh, performing? Yeah, I don't think he's performing. He might be playing bass or guitar. <laughs> I know he's a, he's, he's a big fan of playing stuff. I know like, <laughs> him and some of my boys, George and stuff from Ripley, they like to go around and have a jam every now and then. I love that I've met you, man. Honestly, <laughs> like, to get in this like world of like, you are Ripley. Did you notice any, because obviously Ripley's got quite a name for itself as well, and it got a hard face. Like people from Ilkeston, Hena, them sort of areas, it's like known for like EDL, yeah, hate, course, like... Yeah all these areas and uh, there were elements that I've seen of it and I can't like hide that but I've also had some really amazing times in this area yeah of course it's like what was your verdict what was your like opinion of Ripley and what's your verdict of it it is like it's so adapted quite a bit now like I've not been back properly and been to the culture of Ripley for like a long time, so I don't know where it's at now but from the people I've seen there they've definitely kind of stepped up mm, some mm. people but as a kid there, it was more just fun and playing and stuff. Yeah. And I think what what people want is areas to just be perfect, archetypal, yeah. like, like Whoville or something all the time. And it's like, I think we're just always evolving. We're slow. People forget like a hundred years ago, which is only one person old. Yeah. Like... We were very different back then. <laughs> crazy, crazy different. In grand, and I'm not going to get too deep, but in grand scheme of how old, say, humanity might be, I think it, we're doing good steps. And yeah, when I see course. Facebook at the minute, when I see like people really like fighting each other and just fighting, and we're like, you're wrong, no, you're wrong. It's like, you know what, guys? 
we're going to be all right. Yeah, we're just growing. You got to wait. Like this thing will ride out, and it's going. It's going the right way. More mm. people are starting to realize about the whole racism, about kind of equality, and just general everything. And it is good. These conversations are constantly cropping up, and even in yeah. Ripley, like you wouldn't expect it. But I've had so many meaningful quite deep conversation just walking because i put my face on the internet yeah. people are like are you that guy <laughs> you know yeah. but we have a conversation and I, yeah i've either not thought of it that way or they try and go have you thought of this and we'll just yeah, chat just, yeah yeah of course and like, even that's important yeah like i don't know there's people uh, i'll be honest when i was younger just because i was brought up in a town like ripley mm. I wasn't really any exposed to any other cultures, mm-hmm. like apart from maybe like a friend who was Muslim that had a f- family that I'd go visit and stuff. And I would be pretty racist as a little kid and stuff like that yeah. because I was just not exposed to it. Mm-hmm. I was uneducated about it. But like as soon as I'd go to college in Nottingham and yeah, stuff like yeah. that and understand like, and I'd meet bands from other countries and I'd be like, oh my God, like, this band's from this country. I'd be more intrigued to want to know mm. about it and then grow off that and then traveling the world. I was like even more intrigued about that. It kind of just, like, sw- it doesn't just switch, but over time you're just like, yeah, this is stupid, man. Like why have people got that mindset? It's like, because mm. you've not been out of the world and experienced yeah, that's it. it. Literally, that's, that's all it, it is. is. Yeah, and, and like people coming into our culture as well, it's, it's perfect that like Ripley again, you'd be younger and you wouldn't see, like, you'd only see white people, to be honest. That was yeah, all I knew. at school and stuff, there was a very small minority. I, and I go downtown now, and there is more people around, and it's uh, quite beautiful to see, because yeah. when people are in the same environments together, they're like, oh, this is actually quite pleasant. Yeah. We're having, like, different conversation rather than what you had for tea last night. <laughs> and I was yeah, like, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, there's people at school that I've not even seen for years, and I put something in a post up about racism the other day and stuff because I went to the rally, the Black Lives Matters rally and Brilliant. stuff, and there's people I've not seen for years in school that I thought maybe they're still pretty fucking hidden closet racist mm-hmm, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all liking my posts and supporting me and stuff, yeah, and I'm like, man. oh, that's, like, mad to see that I've not seen you in, like, what like seven years or something you're like on board with it and yeah, i'm like yo yeah. like, it's good on you isn't it like sick <laughs> like numerous of people that like didn't even know you followed me and they're like you ain't like to post in like five years isn't it like what you're on with <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think that's quite an interesting thing i've been finding out recently like on social media i use it as sort of a promotional tool to be honest i try and yeah. tune out a little bit i'm like here's a piece of me i'm gone yeah <laughs> like, yeah trust me sometimes but, I was I wrote a status today and I was just looking down it and the negativity that I did see when pe- I mean, it's people again they're fighting for the same cause they've got a similar belief yeah but, but they argue on the semantics of things yeah, now yeah and it's not actually the key it's not actually <laughs> the root thing yeah. they're arguing about something that's rooted out and it's takes away from what yeah, is and, and it's like okay like can we just establish we're good people fighting on the same team yeah. let's like uh, like let's just put for example the George Floyd incident that was terrible and that exposed a lot of like really important issues yeah. let's all just fight against that and if everyone's got their gun in the same direction pointing at where it should be a lot more will be achieved yeah of course he's and got a gun over here yeah, going yeah, there, there there it's... but that's that's where the media come in and that's where it's brainwashing propaganda yeah, going yeah. thrown everywhere and that's that's what happens and people have got big money and and you're you're a lyric writer. I've I've heard a yeah. You know you do write do <laughs> yeah. you write quite a lot of lyrics. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I write all my lyrics and stuff, and I'm releasing a lot more. 
does that come into how you write? Do you like politics or do you actually have a brain full of it? You're like, actually, I'll yeah, try and write about it. It depends what mood that. I'm in. Like, <laughs> so I got like three sort of different mindsets and like probably egos in a sense when I write. Okay. Sometimes I'll just be writing like a, I want to just big myself up confidence track. It's like, yo, yeah, this, this, and that, yeah, like that. Man. And that kind of comes out on like, every now and then like it's not like i'll do this in the space of like three songs in the space of a week mm-hmm. it'll be like yo i'll do this ego will come in like in the space of like a year yeah, throughout like yeah, four yeah. songs and then like in in between that i'll have a one that's like a really sad boy and it's feeling really emotional and just yeah. wants to get his emotion out and stuff like that and then like there's another one that's i got the sad boy sad boy big i got big the big meal. man Oh, and I've got the guy that just gets really angry at the government yeah. and racist. <laughs> <laughs> Back to where him. we was. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just literally just like, yo, brainwashing propaganda. Yeah. Like, just <laughs> shouting that <laughs> everything. I, I, let's go into them a little bit, though. Like, because... So, say you've got the big one that bigs you up. Yeah. That's quite ripe in hip-hop and rap and art. Why do you, Where do you think that's come from? Do you know much about the history? Because the bigging yourself up like i've never been able to go down that road maybe i've either psychoanalyzed that i don't yeah. like myself very much or, <laughs> or i just always felt uncomfortable in that position yeah i feel like before if i was to ever be a solo artist before i was in an, like a band or anything i think i probably wouldn't have the confidence for it mm-hmm. I, like all honestly i think because I've been in bands over the years, yeah, like numerous bands. I've been in, I've been in like hardcore bands as well, where I've literally had to go to shows. I'm jumping off the stage, like punching people, oh, and going crazy. I'm getting envious again. Yeah, <laughs> so like I grew up in the hardcore punk scene as well. So wow. I'd go to like the You've hardcore lived your life shows. I kind of floated through many genres and been through different hardcore bands and yeah. stuff, and had friends who were like in huge hardcore bands. And what 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 do you prefer as well? What's sort of like your avenue that you've landed on and thought, oh, that's where my soul's at. Uh, I don't know because if you're in the hardcore scene, there is kind of some crosses from that to the, like sort of UK emo grunge. Yeah, so that's the other scene I went from hardcore. I went from indie to like hardcore and then to UK emo grunge. Okay, and the hardcore scene kind of floats with it. You can kind of go to a lot of shows and there'll be mixed genres. There'll mm. be like you'll have like some sort of sad emo bands mixed with hardcore punk bands where. You one minute you want to cry, the next minute you want to jump off the stage and punch someone. Yeah. yeah, like literally, it's all done DIY. I think that's the the, the genre that really took me in because it's literally it's like DIY punk emo. Mm. All the pages, if you mm. search for them, it's DIY punk emo page. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I'm going to have to get on this later. I'm going to be seriously getting men- into it. Trust, bro, the mentality you see from bands putting in, like, it's nothing like you see around here. Like, these guys are like three or four guys from like Singapore, let's say, for an example, yeah. with me. They're like, oh, we want to go play the UK. We love the UK. It's mm. like, they'll just chat to me or something. They'll chat, to, they'll just make friends on this group and be like, can you book me a show here? Wow. And then I'd like rep them or something and help book all the shows for them and stuff like that. Wow. They came over, we did that. They just paid for the merch. They did all DIY. We booked all the shows independently, did everything ourselves, all, all the promo ourselves. This is awesome. <laughs> and then from that, I literally flipped it and then they did that with me and Alex and we right. flew out to Singapore that, and they I booked shows for me. Now, yeah. So that, like, what were you performing there then? What were... I was as a live band, so I played keyboard and guitar, and uh-huh. we had a bass player as well, and we had Wes on the drums, and Alex okay. had just beatbox, and obviously his vocals as well. I just love that music's been able to take you around to that yeah, level and, and make them connections. It, when they say it's universal, I never really understood it until 
actually getting into it because yeah. I, I kind of liked music. My story's a bit different. Like being in Ripley, it was more the lads, lads scene I of was course, in. Of course, yeah, yeah. That's Ripley, Regal bopping. I had to get out before that. I, see, <laughs> I, I think that's luckily I had my drums. I, my drums is like my passion. Right, yeah, I needed a passion. Yeah. That is absolute key because I never had one, truthfully. Yeah. Um, and then I, I went traveling, so I did like a year in Australia. Oh, I did a, a year in South Africa, and I, I did. I went away, and that was where my actual learning come from. And then I know I heard this story a few times, but I'll tell it you. Like I got um, a friend of mine in Derby. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd heard he got stabbed, and something terrible happened there. I rang my my dad called me actually, and was just like like reeling off a load of things that had gone wrong back home and i was just yeah. like fucking hell so this is why you was out there then well what? i was out there yeah Shit, i remember getting yeah, this call it's... from my dad and he just told me about quite a lot of negative things and he's all... not a very negative man but all my life i was told right don't write don't get into like writing because you're dyslexic stupid oh, like yeah, mill hill yeah, fed no. me with quite yeah, a lot that's... of lies yeah of course yeah so, so i i then one day just started writing as much as i could and it was like beautiful i was like this is amazing I can I was like Dora the Explorer with a yeah, pen man, that's, I've always told yourself you've got to just do whatever the fuck you want to do and if anyone yeah. judges you just if you're feeling Completely, good doing it man just you're, do you're it you're doing no it right what. for you yeah yeah of course so I came home with a passion and it was actually like oh a poetry and all, I had a lot of mates take the piss out of me and whatnot because you're going to yeah, get yeah, it of course I'm you. but I did me then I was like this is what I want so that's that then unlocked and opened the doors to meet the Nottingham heads and yeah, Motormouth course, I was yeah. like oh god there's another world I, I was lied to i thought there was this one way of doing it and it just was quite open in how open the music scene was i was like bloody hell they're just so accepting they're like whatever i'm performing whatever i'm doing they're like yeah. oh man you're on your journey let's yeah, do it together support you and yeah, it yeah really felt like that i'd never felt it before so is that something you're quite you feel quite lucky and privileged to have yeah, of gone course. down that line quite early on. Yeah, I was Mus- like your age when I actually got into it. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> mad. music and skate, especially skateboarding, because I started skateboarding before. Mm, no, about the same time, but I think skateboarding, I, I met a lot of people of different c- cultures and stuff. That's mm-hmm. what kind of opened my mind. And I'd get the trains as a kid just to the different places all around the UK and go to London and wherever, go skate with all my friends. Right, and, okay. And then I think as I got a bit older, I started doing a lot more gigging outside of Derbyshire. I think as you're just gigging around Derbyshire, you still don't really get to experience yeah, a different yeah. culture, let's be honest, because you're playing just a little pub down the road, aren't Where you? Where would you go in Derby? What, like? Uh, I'd go to, like, the Vic, That's Mansfield, Chris, Intake. Um, used to live at the Vic for about 12 oh, years as well. So you mad. probably knew Chrissy at the time. Yeah, she was there for a long oh, time living there. It's crazy. I just seen how the stars align. I'm like, this is cool. That's <laughs> such a sick venue. I've seen so many good bands there. Yeah, like, small, like, little humble, but, like, brings in, like, really good yeah, crowds. Yeah, Like, there's so mm. many of them, like, the intake in Mansfield as well. Out of town at Ripley. Like, <laughs> the mad, mad gigs that's been there. <laughs> Do you know, like, Joe Burke and all that lot? Do you know... um Boris and the Space Cadets. Yeah, I've you heard met of them, them guys. I don't think I've met maybe in the past, but I've heard of them. Again, they're just somebody in my year that like we never I was good friends with, but not, never connected. And then yeah. when I got into the music scene, I was like, "Oh, you've been doing this all along." <laughs> 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 like, oh, sick. <laughs> you why didn't you tell me about yeah, this? <laughs> you gave me a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> didn't know it's so open. <laughs> so let's uh, get on to a little bit of like your travels at the minute as well, because. Yeah. You're wanting to go 
go to Europe, go and yeah. do your drops off and things. And you do, your plan was to go to festivals and go around as a, a solo artist, was it? Yeah, I was just literally going to hit up house shows, festivals, hmm. everything, and just was planning a route around to do the whole Europe. But we were meant to have gone originally from March, and <laughs> COVID hit, so wow. like the whole of that. I just I've had to stop it because I don't know when gigs are going to happen. So have you kept up? your musicality side though while covid's yeah, been on of course, been... yeah i've had to sit in and just i've been moving around houses as well so it's been hard and living yeah. in the van as well but wherever i am i'm trying to on my laptop or but when you're living like you your parents at the minute i remember my grand i wasn't my parents they sold the house so i'm having to live with my grandparents right now. and but are you living in the van or in the van living... at the bottom of the garden <laughs> Is it spacious in the van? Like, I'll come and see. Yeah, man, you have to come and see. Obviously, we made the bed the biggest bit because that's the bit you need. Like, especially if you're gonna live in it. (laughs) But we got like two little seats and a table. Got kitchen side and everything. Wow. I think you might be a bit tall for it. I I have to kind of me. I've never been told that in my life. I feel dead (laughs) happy. That's amazing. Somebody just called me tall. It's a humbling van. It was great when um I went uh, to look for the buses. Yeah. I took my best mate with me. Uh, his name's Jagger, and he's like six foot four, huge guy. So I, he was a great like, uh, what's the word like, leveler. <laughs> I could just, I could yeah, work out a, like yeah, nobody's gonna off. be that tall coming in. Yeah, so, yeah, so if he's if big he's, enough, <laughs> if he's ducking, I'm like right, we'll have a think. But yeah, that's why we ended up with these two, to be honest, because it just based it all really on spacious. Jagger's height. <laughs> yeah. Oh, these these buses are mad. <laughs> it's uh, it's been a real journey. It's same with you guys. Like, how did you find out how to install stuff? And have, is there good electrics in there? Like, what's yeah, that like? we're running solar panels, so we're solar all off thing. all off grid. And we've got a ledger battery. We've got a battery yeah, on the front. Yeah. We've got it hooked up so we can charge it while we're driving as well. So are these all brand new things to you. Did you have to call up people? Uh, YouTube tutorials. Maud, my girlfriend Maud, who's down there, she's <laughs> she she was <laughs> my, like the little PA. She'd study everything and t- like look at all the videos and stuff. That's and amazing. I'd be like, right, I'm going to the woodyard. I'm going to B and Q. I'm going yeah. to Wix. I'm going to Screw Fix. I'm going to get it. And then I'd be like, right, Maud, tell me how to do all this in two <laughs> minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you know what? We have the exact same dynamic. Me and my partner, Chris, is the, the brains, the brains yeah, to be honest. Of course, the brains Always and the muscle have to be. And I, I will be quite tenacious, so I get stuff done. But then she always like reins me in when I've gone too overboard or like of course, putting of on course. events. I think that's the job. It's so important, isn't it? Yeah. You need somebody just to go, right, hang on a minute. And then they'll let you go and do your thing Yeah, look again. at it from a bigger perspective. Yeah. I can get my head stuck in such a tiny little thing. Have you had like tribulations with it as well? Have you had moments of like, I don't know if we can do this, or has it been quite? Not really, because I've always been what with the, doing the van up. And yeah, stuff. No, yeah. It's because I quit my job for it as well, and we yeah. we we only had like I gave myself like two and a half, three months to be like, I need to get this van done. I need to get out of here asap. Because I'm living with my parents. I don't okay. want to live with my parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. And we've been here, been living with him long enough already. <laughs> like, <laughs> our house fell through. We was meant to move to in Nottingham again. So we was just like, we need to get out of here ASAP. I just, I genuinely love people like you and Maud and what you do. Like, that, <laughs> the energy you've got, the, like, belief and trust that you can just make things happen whenever you want. Like, you're like, yeah, we'll go out. We'll go around the world. Anything's I'll hit possible. festivals. And, it's real. It's quite rare though. Like I don't know if you're surrounded with it all the time, but people. When I used to go to the Red Lion <laughs> and have converse- constant conversations with, like, let's go traveling, let's yeah. do this, and it's like, 
I got so bored it's after a while because people never put do too it. many commitments on them. That's the problem. Mm. If you have got a full time job, you've got a full time job because you're more than likely paying for something, or mm-hmm. you've got mm-hmm. to finance a house you've got to pay for. Yeah, man. I think slowly I've had to cut them tires back and be like, I don't need to have this much money. Like, was I it just... quite scary to do that? Like, yeah, I think I've, I've never really had a. F- I had I've had full time jobs before, but they've kind of been full time jobs. When then eventually I've been like, yo, I need less hours. I can't hack it. Give me what less you, hours. What were you doing just out of interest? Well, I did bar work. I was working as promoters for DHP and okay. rescue rooms and stuff and stuff like that. <laughs> I worked. Like, so at, le- at least there were sort of jobs where you're in an industry, industry. that you like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I've always gone to. I've never liked doing the job, but I've always been around the atmosphere. So yeah, I've always had people yeah. that I meet. So like that's why I've always been there. I'd that's always, good. And then from that, I quit. Well, before I worked there, I worked freelance as a record producer. So okay. I'd just record bands and stuff, <laughs> hire studios. I, I used to just have a... Flick this back on. There he is. I used to have a home home studio as well. My parents, luckily, which I spent all my uh, uni maintenance <laughs> money building. <laughs> uh, how What are your parents like, if you don't mind me asking? Like, Are they quite... Yeah, they're pretty like open to support what i do i think the voice just kind of sat back and been like if johnny wants to do his thing just let him do his thing because you have you've got a really good reputation like people around the area and like motor mouth but quite a lot of people are like he's really good at what he does like he's a very peculiar <laughs> individual yeah. but like incredible <laughs> person you've set things up you do you so yeah. hearing that made me go right i need to chat with him <laughs> i've always just realized if you I, you can't get into something like you've got to create something so mm. if you see you see something like an artist and you're like oh look at him he looks sick he's got like a whole posse with him he's got mm. this that oh, look at that skate group like there's no one that's really like just jumped into that and then yeah. got the rep like the respect for it i feel like you can just if you can create something from the ground up and i like to give people opportunity mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so when we did dlc yeah. A lot of the people in the collective have never really done music before. I just bit literally been down at Snenton Market so Skate cool. and been like, "Fuck me, man! You can spit like what yeah, the hell yeah, off yeah. the head like yeah. that and sound whoa like with dingers, Earth Kid." Uh-huh, uh-huh. He'd never been in the studio before. He'd never really done anything like that. Wow! So I was like, "Yo, come to the studio." I was like, "Yo, come to the studio." I was like, "I got a producer from Leeds as well. We got a producer from Derby. We got photographers, videographers." Mate, you actually get shot like you yeah, get and we had a studio done. space and you know stuck on a name. Studios. No, no. I, I, I it's will have heard of just it, behind Snell Market. Okay, in, in yeah, the yeah, Roden yeah. House. I know exactly where you mean. Yeah, uh, Stingray and the Jake. Uh, band yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they've got a room there. Downstairs, yeah. they've got it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just had a room there that was like twenty-four hour access, and I had Sick. all my studio gear there. So I was just like, we was just there all the time, just partying, smoking, May. just bare people in there, and then we just go down to the Snell Market skate, and then that was the life. And I literally just lived a five minute walk there it's just like a little triangle that i could just walk and <laughs> you seem like somebody that's literally always lived the life they wanted to live like yeah. you've not like second best for stuff you're not just gone no. Do you know what i'll settle here you just you've done what you like i like music i like skate. i like this but i'm gonna make it my everything i'm not just gonna make it a hobby or something i've always told myself a job to earn money like it can't be priority like just to fucking you can't live to earn money like yeah, that sort of yeah. stuff doesn't i'd rather be just living on the street like yeah, literally yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd rather I'd be you. sat in like snap market under the little bay corner window in the rain like yeah, yeah, <laughs> with no with no money if someone was like yo you gotta get a full-time job and you ain't gonna be able to do much music even if someone said to me you can't do much music i'd be like no fuck yeah <laughs> like you're mad <laughs> shoe <laughs> yeah, like this is my lifestyle skating I, music clothes everything it all ties together and i'm not doing anything else i completely agree with you man and the thing like 
bits of my life, I, when I wasn't doing the travelling bits and I was yeah. trying to get money, I went and worked jobs like in this sort of rain now and like just shoveling like yeah, man, I can't. constant like uh, coming back like after like 12 hours and i've got no energy to do any of the exactly. passions that i've it's got li- it's, it's slave well, not slavery you're getting paid for it but it's slavery to your body it's ruining your body but a lot of the time these jobs now like literally can be robot jobs like of course, like of I, I worked at thornton's for about oh, a month yeah i, 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 I applied you know, for you. a job there they didn't give me a job thank <laughs> god mate i'm so happy they didn't eat your soul <laughs> i was like yo i was like how the fuck did he get a job yeah. and i can't get a job <laughs> like when i used to work there i knew people from school i was like Pum. i swear on my life man there was a moment i was th- at thornton's yeah. and i went and i was probably two weeks in maybe three yeah and i just thought you know what i'm gonna be that person that makes the best out of any situation yeah so i goes to work i'm all like right let's let's have a good day here and it was one of them like where everything kept building up <laughs> so i try and be like hey everyone and they're like what are you looking at it, so i like, go in my locker Put my stupid cloak on. I look like an umpa lumpa. <laughs> and then I got in there and I thought, you know what? If nobody's going to talk, I was, I was dancing on the aisle and sort of rapping to myself. I was like, yeah, just doing the just thing, living, packing the chocolates in the boxes. Like and drop dead Fred or something <laughs> yeah. on the conveyor belts. And I, I was having a quite a good time for about 15 minutes and I was getting my job done. Yeah. And I swear to God, the boss come up to me like at Millo and I always got in trouble there. Yeah. And he'd come and go, what are you doing? And I was like, just packing chocolates like everybody yeah, else yeah. and he goes not like that you're not and I, t- oh, I said no. alright so I was then sort of calm and then I tried to talk and he was like come back round he goes right come with me and he put me and I swear on my life in a corner on my own doing labels so just putting labels on boxes and I remember I, they, this was when I quit and I like I sort of had a, a bit of a cry, like, I was like, you know what, this is fucking yeah, bro, my life now. Bro. So I just shoved the boxes off. I needed, like, Rocky Balboa music on, but I just stormed out there. Just I was like, bro. not today, and I, like, felt dead cool. And that... Bro, that's, just, that's what I'm <laughs> saying, bro. you got to do what you do, and that empowers you to give you the motivation to do it as well. But I, I feel like so many people, and I, I love my friends to pieces, but a lot of them have just succumbed. To, that's okay and i think I somewhat mill hill and education condition the mind to just go you are going to be nothing jobs you are yeah. going to do you should be made to feel it's acceptable to do stuff for every day you don't want to do and don't make any sense like algebra when we're sitting in maths or whatever and it's like this does not feed my soul or brain no, in any way but they'll they'll condition you to a level of like no you should be doing should be that doing that's this how is the you norm should act. this is yeah. the norm and people get so sucked into that and like. then they can do jobs like that that's how I see it because I just every time every step of the way I've asked questions I've said yeah. this isn't right this yeah, isn't how that's good are though you've got to, to ask the questions and you've got to rebel against it otherwise you're not going to go forward are you so were you rebelling at school then yeah, were you like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it <laughs> <laughs> who was the worst teacher for you then who who hit you, uh, got you hard. I can't really remember any of the names. Was Mr. Dennison at school when you were there? Mr. Dennison, is he like proper old bitter guy? Or? He was uh, ex-Marine. Uh, he was history teacher. He was quite hard. Did he have some proper goofy teeth? No, that was Mr. Ah, oh, gr- mm, it was no, he was Mr. Remember. Dennis or something. But it was Mr. Dennison and Mr. Something begin with D. I can't remember D. any of the names of the teachers but, really, but. There was one of them that used to walk around and she used to do like that on call. She had long blonde hair. Mm, uh, she used to just walk around all the time. Just, just demanding yeah, you like, to... Just looking for people out of class. Yeah, yeah, take, yeah. Like she, if someone had to get taken out of class, she'd come get them. 
but obviously like she would be chasing us around school all the time when we're not in lesson like and you have to hide and she'd be like oh crap she's there we just have to run around like, man was, she was like it was a game of like cat and mouse though wasn't it, it all was. the time and i can remember going there is like year seven is that when you start yeah year yeah. seven and where they had the old block i think i kind of went there just like a year or two before they knocked all that yeah, all, yeah. All got rid of it or boarded it up or whatever yeah. And I can remember being there and there was like year 11s and they were setting fires underneath there and Mate. smoking weed and stuff. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. yo, this is crazy. <laughs> and there's like one of the teachers there, I think he was an IT teacher, he used to skate. Okay. And oh, what was he like? I, don't I think he had, he had a van as well that was all graffitied oh, up and stuff. Oh, wow, okay. And I can remember like just being at IT lesson once and he's like, oh, can I ever go on your board? And he just took me outside and he just like did like Mate. a tray. And I was like, yo. I bet you listened to him in school. I bet he was the yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, as yeah. soon as I got to like him, he moved to Australia. Oh, <laughs> literally oh, like straight after he moved there, to Australia. There was literally like two teachers in school I liked and both of them, when Miss Graham came in, got fired. So that sort of spoke about the philosophy and idea yeah. of that school because one of them was Mr. Griffiths and he was just yeah. really nice. Yeah. And I was I in the bottom him. set for everything. I could, he was really nice, he was. And he, it's when he used to like put effort in. Do you know when he was Trying telling a story, kids. he would like do all the accents, he'd just yeah, get yeah. in and I'm like, I, I like what he's about. And uh, I remember he had a really emotional chat with me because he goes like, I've really, like, seen you come on a lot. Like, you know, everyone has said you're stupid or you're dyslexic, but I don't think you are. Yeah. I think you can do this. And just that conversation made me actually do really well in my English exam. And he, again, came up to me one more time and says, I won't be here very long. I, the head teacher's had a word with me. And I was just, like, really distraught They're by the it people all. that are valuable. They're yeah. the people that need to be fucking teaching yeah, kids, literally. what we actually They're need. They're the people that I'd only ever listen to because it was interesting. Yeah, right? And if you've true. got people causing nuisances at school, what's, what are you going to do? Slap them with a ruler, put them in the corner or yeah. whatever like that? That's not going to do nothing. Uh, outside in the corridor. Yeah, <laughs> Stupid, man. Like, education. So, getting back into the van then, because yeah. I, I am absolutely fascinated by it. Yeah. Like, when so you built this big bed, can you you've got a kitchen area? Yeah, we've got uh, two hobs and like a two little sink hobs. as well. Well, it's it's just amazing. And how far have you been in it already? Like, have you done little? No, we've not been anywhere in it. Okay. I only insured it for one day, <laughs> like just to move it from wow. my parents' house to my grandparents. It's insured now though from a few days ago. Are you are you really happy with the end product at the because I'm not seeing inside yeah, yet? Yeah, there's still a lot of tiny little cosmetic things we need to do, but we can just do that on along the way. We just yeah. need to get our EA stuff in it. Like that's <laughs> it. Have you got a time schedule then, or a, a time frame of anything? No, I just sold my car, and then as soon as I sold my car, I can get out of here. That's yeah, literally it. But I mean, I mean, when so you're away as well, there. like, have you got like? Oh, well, the whole plan's kind of swapped originally because yeah. <laughs> of the time periods. We wanted to go in March, so we was going to go to Portugal, spend mm. time, just practice art and graffiti over there and stuff, and just skate and make music. And but obviously, it's going to be far too hot to be living in the van there mm -hmm. when we want to go now. So we're going to go to northern France. Okay. Uh, meet some of Maud's, my girlfriend's parents, uh, family or her family. What will you do for money then? Have you come up with a plan? We're going to be working freelance while we're over there. Right, okay. So I'll be still doing online mixing, online mastering. Oh. And I'm, uh, the plan, I've literally, while I've been away for probably the last year, year and a half, I've been building a catalogue of songs. But wow. I've, I've told myself I'm not releasing any of these songs in the UK. I want to get out of the UK and then I'm releasing them. So, so you're such an interesting person. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, was, I was just... I want, didn't want to. I find it hard to motivate to push myself in the UK. I feel like every time I've gone out of the UK, I've 
proper big myself up. I yeah. can be like, yo, like, look what I'm doing. Like, I'm feeling empowered. Yeah, yeah. In the UK, it's not everyone's dragging me down, just stuff's dragging me down here. Like the yeah, weather's dragging yeah. me down. Yeah. Mentality around me is dragging me down. Don't want to push myself. I'm not at my full potential, mm, so I'm just going to mm. hold off. Traveling really does like open that level for you because what yeah. you're doing when you're traveling is just meeting a load of other doers yeah. because they've actually like picked up bags and left. And yeah. as soon as you're meeting everyone on that journey, they're all bigging you up. They're like, no, you can't. Like, let's just go. Let's go yeah, do something else. It's so many insecurities people around here that haven't traveled wouldn't talk about. But as soon as you go over there, that's just the norm. Mm. You'd be like, oh, I feel a bit awkward like doing this with I someone. And be like, yo, you'd never talk to someone about that. Just being with like someone you went to school with around here or something and the amount of conversations i have had with friends openly and they're all like i don't understand how you went traveling i don't understand how you did it like it the only thing that separates us is i did it and yeah. that's the only thing Get off your ass and do it <laughs> I, I was with my mate i was panicking and i remember when we got in australia i don't i again had one of them shitty jobs but i probably earned about a grand yeah. to take with me and when as soon as we got there like you can imagine partying central. Of course, yeah. We were just like every night on it. And then I was like, oh, I've got about 400 quid left for a year. <laughs> so we yeah. were like, okay, like we need to get the jobs. But we did like the next day we went to the hostel. We went to the, the board at the back and we're like, right, what can we do? Picked a job, went to the where you need to go to apply yeah. And on the way, we were like, yeah, we've got the job. We've got rang up and it was Chilling. like, yeah, you're in. Yeah. So People don't realise it is really easy yeah. to, like, to do anything. People it, are like, if I go to another country, I'm going to be stuck. I'm going to be yeah. alien. It's yeah. like, no, you can integrate in, chat to people and you will do whatever you want to do. Build up this like pre-existing narrative yeah, just yeah. isn't just, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah when I get I'm going to be sleeping on the beach and it's going to be raining on me and I'll be crying <laughs> in a corner and you're just That's like, what I'm saying, like I'm telling you man in get the, out <laughs> in the past being in bands and like, I've always been like I don't if I'm going to do a, a tour like because when you're in a band that's what you want to do tour yeah. you can, like play shows and just be on the road for like sweaty boys and events yeah, or whatnot yeah. like, <laughs> but like the amount of times I don't want to play the UK I'm like if we're going to do a tour let's put the time in we'll go to Europe mm. and just it's so hard to get people to be on board with that. There's yeah. sometimes in a band or what? What's their usual go-to get me out or saying where they're like, oh, I don't think they we just can do don't that think that. it's like, oh, it's not going to go through. The shows aren't going through. Right, it's like they, they just expect that it's all going to get booked overnight in mm. like a week. And it's like, no, we need to plan to do this tour like eight months to a year, like in advance. You can't yeah. just be like, oh, let's do a tour, like because summer's coming around in a couple of weeks. Like, yeah. let's go, like. <laughs> no, you've got to build the links with the contacts. You've got to keep chatting to them to reassure your shows are definitely going to go ahead. Yeah, yeah. We've had times where it's like, like planned a show six months down the line, and it's like, oh yeah, the venue's shut down, or it's like <laughs> the venue's gone or something. So we've had to move like a show into like a rehearsal space just off the fly or something like that. And, and if you've got that mentality if you've built up that idea even when like you do hit snags snags because you're always going to hit something yeah you've always got the mentality to move around it you can always go like okay now we do this or yeah, now we yeah, do that but you just you're still building towards that dream yeah you've you got to divert just yeah just yeah. if you can't do what you want to do just <laughs> just do divert it to do what you can do and then that once you've done that you'll be there it's an ad <laughs> admirable like asset that you've picked up on the way and hearing that you've lived so locally it's like <laughs> oh i just like wish i'd have met you earlier on like yeah, <laughs> yeah you I could do it <laughs> but again i do think like stars align and people just meet for whatever reason yeah and it is it's just uh, following your journey now and i'll be more on it and i'll be like oh respect like and it 
really that is my motivation just seeing people do their thing i don't yeah, need to trust. always be around people no just know in your knowing that yeah, they're yeah, on yeah. it it makes me go i can do mine yeah because yeah, there's a lot of i don't know if you've seen it but there is like a lot of jealousy around places and they're like yeah. Oh, I should be doing that. Or it's like, well, because they're doing it, that should just th- give you the thirst to do it's it. Because they're looking at it wrong. That's yeah, loads of that around here, man. That's Perception why people, that's change. What, yeah, isn't it? like they're just looking at it wrong. They're just looking bitter, like yeah. thinking they've been giving it to them. So, oh, they've had that given to yeah, them. Yeah, like, yeah, that's a big saying. Like, no. Everyone just think. And even if that's your belief, then all it means is you just got to work a little harder. Yeah, yeah, trust. Don't look at what people might have been given or how easy people might have had it, because nobody ever knows the full story. Exactly. People People just so a lot of people around here or whatnot just think I'm a bum. Like a lot yeah. of my family probably just think I'm pretty fucking bummy just because I've not got a nine to five. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It's but that it's preconceived narrative. Yeah, but can. it's like that's a huge risk of me not having a nine to five and a stable financial life yeah. to go do what I want to do. Like <laughs> beautiful man. It's an yeah. investment, man. I probably look at it when I'm in thirty and I've got like ten million in the bank and I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember John Joe. I knew you from the beginning. Yeah, trust yeah. If I got ten million in the bank, bro, you're having half a million. <laughs> Hello, future me. Remember that <laughs> we've done it <laughs> one podcast and that was all it needed <laughs> trust trust so, would you so you're looking at europe at the minute would yeah. you look at further in then as well after like would you try and go ours and all them places or is there something about europe you really well europe like? we just kind of wanted to get it done for me while because obviously we've still got access to there i wouldn't need to get a visa if i yeah. was to work over there until brexit anyway yeah. but we're going to be out there living until christmas and then we're going to go over to canada for a couple of months no, you're literally living the life we've always talked about me and chris <laughs> canada was the big one for us i don't know why i've not even been but when i went traveling yeah every canadian i've ever met happy, are the man. nicest people i've ever met they're just like hey i can't do accents but yeah. like, hey, Legal how weed. You doing? Like, <laughs> just beautiful people no. Yeah, is man. that do you think why it is like do no, you think it's not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it just does help it brings a lot of people together if you are in a park mm. like people mm. will just walk over if you're smoking and chat to you and you can just be sat with a group of people like oh so, so you've been there already to yeah i've been a couple oh, of times and more has been man. a few times wicked i we i've been first time i went over christmas spent christmas there wow not the christmas just gone the one previous um, I went to Maud's parents. They live in London, Ontario. Yeah, where yeah. just Justin Bieber's from, Ryan Gosling. Whoa! But it's literally <laughs> like the most cutest, perfect Canadian town. It's not yeah. like it's not like a Toronto or a huge city or anything. Right. It's literally it's got big buildings and stuff. But it's just when you go to the big cities, are they just living the lifestyles I can envision, like around big city areas? Kind of like still Nottingham sort of mentality. Yeah, Toronto, okay. Mon- especially Montreal, because Montreal's a bit more French European vibes well, obviously it's, it's quebec so they'll speak french in montreal wow. <laughs> but people over there still the main mentality is it is in nottingham like you could go to the skate shop you still got your skaters chilling there yeah, I, I yeah, f- yeah. obviously i've got a lot of friends from over there as well and i just see their <laughs> groups that they're doing over there and the music and so they just go hang about with each other i still f- see, feel it's it the exact same but it's got a hell of a lot better of a living quality over there yeah like everything's a lot cheaper is it like the bare necessities as well like do you know when you go to them sort of like beautiful archetypal canadian villages yeah that's what is i'm saying it they just get by they've got are they like log cabin stuff you're in or what uh, what's the Maud's parents house is kind of like a very canadian wooden house wow. it's like so it's, i love it yeah like <laughs> we we went to help them move in uh, just before we moved out of Nottingham, we went over there for a bit to help them move in. Okay. And like, oh man, it was like crazy. Like we just got there like the first day they got the keys and like we're walking in and it's like, oh my 
god, it's got like a little spiral staircase wow. and like all wooden. It's got everything, man. It's got the little porch, it's like Canadian porch. What sort of, like, because I think as well, do you know areas like are the like wildlife, like bears and stuff around? Not really no. around that area. They, okay. You do get a lot of like bears and stuff. Tend to be like around the other side of Canada I, and around I just Montreal. Thought, I always feel, do you know where countries are living in more animalistic nature? So they have got nature around them yeah. and even like fight or flight attitudes. Like they seem to be more relaxed because they're in pure nature they're in yeah, pure like living space and they're getting the um like food requirements met they've i don't know does this make sense to what i'm saying it's like i feel when i was in australia it was very laid back and especially in the outback yeah but it was like they were bare necessity they were living in the necessities and then they were also on edge a little bit because they were like it could be a deadly snake or something so it just calmed them down a bit yeah we've run out of like real living in the uk sometimes it's crazy out there like concrete jungle yeah that's (laughs) what i'm saying people out here that i think because especially like the uk is so dense i Mm. think because canada's so big or it's yeah that helps yeah it's got like what what's the population of canada half the uk and it's the second biggest continent in the world yeah say we went me and chrissy went traveling in uh new zealand and the exact same principle. The biggest you could be driving for seven hour days, yeah, and, and you won't see one car. Yeah, that's all what I'm day. saying, bro. Because it's like that. People are well more willing to accept people because mm. people don't want to cause conflict. Because you're probably not going to see many people that yeah, often. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like, why would I want to be sat on here on my own? Yeah, go around here. People can piss someone off, and a week later, it's be like, oh hi. Yeah, it's like they've yeah, got so yeah. many different people yeah. in that week they could chat to and go see that. They just flicked out the brain. They forgot about it. Mm. I mean, again, I love where i live i do think it's a be- there's lots of it greatness really, here yeah, oh man like, i love derbyshire it's thriving there's got some, some mad places to go visit and again like i feel very privileged to be kind of out the way we've got the farm very yeah, lucky like beautiful. hidden and it's like also in an area like two hours to london one hour to somewhere midlands bro midlands is we're in a good a good, good position so i f- i feel blessed for that but the areas where i do see people living in central london all the time yeah. it just for me feels when they get aggravated about it and angry and talk about it in a negative way i try and always piece that together and i'm like maybe it just isn't normal living spaces we shouldn't be in such like large yeah. communities where everything's like just so fast-paced it's just bam 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 it depends on what you could take in it yeah, like, it's, yeah it's a risk factor really if you're going to live in the city you know you're going to not gonna be able to sit back and relax mm. at all you're going to be on edge and you're going to be in the city probably because you're going to want to do a career maybe like, yeah yeah especially like creative all the creatives want to go to the city just because it's a hell lot more accessible and it's more of a networking industry in city did you ever do london is that anywhere no i've always avoided london. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even at so many times people have tried to offer me shows in london from being in bands and stuff and mm. no i don't really want to play london I put a song recently i heard and it said all, all roads lead to london and I was just like, interesting, because that is a big perspective of people. They think that's where you've got to make no, it. No, not all, man. You can make it from anywhere. Yeah, man. I prefer like, that attitude. Yeah. <laughs> people that say that, I just never reminded, bro. They're going to get caught in that trap, aren't they? This mm. is like the American dream. Oh, I need to go get a yeah, piece of oh, land with. Of course, man. That's like where a lot of the hardships come from, like make America great and, again. Yeah, but idea. once you're there, you're not happy, are you? Mm, you're never mm. going to be there. And like, I know a lot of people have moved to London. Like, luckily, you can kind of take it with the opportunity to go into university. You can kind of get a bit of money off your student finance. And, but if you're going to go live to London with not that, like you, 
you've got to be well, living a corporal job sort of again, shit. Again, what I think it is, and I've had this conversation quite a few times now, it's the idea of making it. Yeah. And what is, it's such an abstract saying, like make America great again, it's like what was great. It just keeps but, going. <laughs> and when you go, I'm going to make it, where do you ever get to that part of your life where you're like, I've made it now? Is it when you're sat in a swimming pool? Is it when you're sat in a mansion? Like, you, I always feel when you've built this idea up, you actually end up feeling very empty when you get to the end point because it's yeah. like, oh, it was all just about the the quest and the journey, the journey and the enjoyment yeah, yeah, of it. Yeah, of so course. the making it attitude's quite toxic around here. It can yeah. be quite dangerous when people are just on this path to get to this end goal. Like I, goal. I just... Sometimes I don't really look at that and go, oh, oh. I mm. just like, literally look as it as it comes a lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes it more tells me off for that and I should do a lot more planning and yeah. stuff. <laughs> a lot of the time I get so, like in. I say, I, take, I, I like to look at the bigger picture, but I find it hard sometimes. So mm. I just look at the small independent things. But if but you fine tune those small independent things, like just you doing a gig, like rather than doing 10 gigs in Nottingham, you just doing one gig in Nottingham a year and just making it the biggest thing and you'll sell it out. And yeah, yeah, you can yeah. have a pop-up shop there and you can make it this whole special thing yeah, rather than man. doing 10 gigs and people will remember that a lot longer and they'll be like, yo, that's way sick. Like, Do you, do you have merch and stuff then as well? Yeah. Got, what's, what's your brand? What? Well, Plug it. I did, I, did, <laughs> I did have all the DLC merch, but we've got rid of all that now. We did a run of... Uh, we had a textiles artist that was part of the collective wow. as well, uh, which is <laughs> Wes's girlfriend, Fiona, goes okay. by the name uh, Trash Stitch. Yeah? No. Trash Feet on Instagram, sorry. Okay, I'll get them to that. We've got yeah. a little um, Instagram page me and Chrissy have done called Share a PCU. So, oh, like, it. just artists or um, s- local business we like, we share them on yeah. it. So, I'll put that on That's there. That's who's embroidered the jumpers for me. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. that's beautiful. And Maud, my girlfriend's a illustrator, like graphic designer, so she's she's drawn it for me. Right. Oh, mate. She does a lot so of Maud's cartoons. So Maud's done that design there. That, yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. I love that. I think <laughs> I'll show you a photo later of it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's sick. So, like, when you built the Different Life Collective, yeah, was your intention always to just have? walks of all life together and just people like designers artists illustrators just all coming together just looking at how actual industry works and being like why do i need to pay a pr company or why do i need to pay someone to do this like media would base for me if Mm. i've got someone that's actually well into what we're doing you're sorry i'm not sorry to cut you you're somebody who's obviously quite um conscious of the industry but also like you've have you had a lot of um interest of people come to you and you've sort of had to say no i don't really need a label because i can imagine you're quite known or quite like a big a figure in the industry have you had like uh, opportunities that you've shut down yeah I've, uh, i think i do that quite often because i mm. feel like i'm not where i am I, do, I get quite not so much anymore i've had a few recently from a track that i put out but that's the first track i've put out in like Right, two okay. or a half years or something I put it out and I've had quite a lot of people messaging me about it I used to be on a label when I was in abandoned stuff okay. for a bit and then the label kind of went bust but they just gave us loads of money and we just spent it so that's chill because <laughs> I do know I know a lot of people that like early on in the careers and they'll just jump at a label opportunity yeah, or jump at somebody no. signing them and I, I listened to a business podcast the other day but it was just like what you really want is to be your own boss through of and course, through yeah. you want to be 
all it is so much better to be selling a hundred CDs and making all that profit for you than sending selling a thousand CDs or ten thousand CDs but getting like a percentage cut. Yeah, no, of course. It yeah. wants to all come back round. Why to would you, I pay like, a middleman to do that shit? When yeah, I, I could do yeah. that stuff for myself. It like, seems literally. very important because they'll they'll promise you the world and then suddenly they yeah, as course. soon as it goes wrong they've there's legal ties and I am not messing with anyone that I don't see on a day to day basis or like every now and then and is a friend with me that chills with me like and we can chat on a friend basis I'm not going to chat to a good business guy in a suit yeah I've had man, stuff beautiful. like that I've like labels before and stuff like that and we've had phone calls with them and stuff like that right. and they just sounds so corporate I'd be like no fuck you and yeah like, <laughs> important like, we've had like played shows before with people and they've like <laughs> not paid us and it's like proper business people they've got bare money they're running like big venues and stuff yeah 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 and it's been like yo send us this money now we're gonna come down and put all your windows through in your venue trust <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah like, had to like I, I there's too many what. people like that that's what winds me up that's what, there's people in the industry that are just snakes and rats and when yeah. i work for dhp yeah like fuck it i called them out at times they're a good company there's a good people that work there but there are people it's, very, it's, it's, it's the same snaky like, bro if we had a this bus full of 100 people now what are the chances that 10 of them are probably going to be knobheads? Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's yeah, a big yeah. chance. Like, it, people can claim the calmest of intentions and, like, nicest of people, but as soon as money's added in the That's equation, saying, bro, yeah. it's, a, it's another game, isn't it? And yeah. it shows a real self to people. I'm ve- I, I really don't value money to the way that 90% of the people around me value it. I yeah. really don't. <laughs> yeah, money's fuck it. Money's money. Money will come and go as long yeah. as you've got enough for your food and stuff like that. You're getting where you want to be yeah, and what yeah, you want to yeah. do. Trust, yeah. I was uh, just like reflecting recently on a documentary I watched ages ago and I wanted to watch it again. I think it wasn't Marilyn Manson's Back on You. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't Marilyn Manson, it, Alice Cooper, I think. Alice Cooper, yeah. Have you seen the documentary? I've not it seen was, it, no. His manager was called a guy called Chap Summers. Yeah. And he's one of these managers that every... There's um, David Beckham, the Dalai Lama. Oh, he's a big, um, big dumb manager then. Everybody knew, knew... He didn't manage these oh, people. Oh, not manage them. But they just... Everyone knew him. So there's yeah. people talking about him. And he's one of these people you would have never heard of, but everybody loved him. Yeah. And it's because he was just this crazy guy, but he knew how to get shit done. Yeah, man. I've Yeah, have you seen, like, uh, the Creation record label? Like, obviously, Oasis and all that okay, stuff. Okay, yeah. The guy that ran that label, Alan McGee and stuff like that. Right. He's the same, bro. He Similar. was just, gin- <laughs> just ginger, quirky guy that was like... We're going to fucking get it done. We're going to yeah. start a record label. We're going to do it. I'm, I don't know how to do it, but we're going to wing it and we're going to do it. If you've got somebody like that in your life, then that's perfect because that's just feeding your energy. Yeah, of course. Like Chap Summers to um, Alice Cooper would say, it doesn't matter what you do at this gig tonight, we're just going to cause carnage. Yeah, and then of course. When the, um, like we were saying in your story, that's why I reflected to it. It was like, at the end, when the manager of the club was like, I'm not paying you, they just had a big fight. So like, yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you've got to, you've got to stand your ground, but like, and he would like literally throw like dead rats into the crowd and blood and like feces or whatever. Yeah. And it just, it would like bring so much spark and outroar and the critics would like talk about it. It's got, that's, all it did was get people talking. Yeah, of course, bro. That's, yeah. that's, that's what loads of people do. There's too many people out there that are just do a clout track or do something just to get the attention. Yeah. As soon as I've done that, it's like, oh, yeah, look at me. I've got the attention. I can yeah. use what the hell I want now. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, that yeah. is uh, it. Brought a, a thought out in me when I watched that. I was like, yeah. that's, that's yeah, pretty You've got to play. You can't play the... Like, you'll look at the industry and be like, I need to do this. I need to do that. And mm. that. It's like, you can do that or you can do something that 
looks like that and trick people and then manipulate yeah, and do it yeah, in a yeah. sense and people are going to listen to you a lot more because you've done it like that. I tell you what, it's an it's something I'm just fascinated about. I've got to a nice level in my heart now where yeah. I'm doing more passion projects. I'm just doing it because I, I literally love that's, music and there's yeah, nothing else. the point else, of it so though. <laughs> I create it in that mindset now. I did get to a stage where it was my ego running the ship and I was yeah, running around like, yeah, I want to get on stages. Oh, look at the views. That's, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. that's and what it, I was like a bit in a band. It was quite, it was just too much hassle, really. Yeah. It was just too much effort mentally to go through. Yeah. But as soon as I was like, do you know what? I'm going to get my own camera. I'm just going to ask my mates if they can create a beat or I can learn it myself. And doing that, like turn it into a passion project it completely took all the weight off my shoulder. I was like, oh, fucking hell, I just love it. This yeah. is all I want to do. So then having that, standing back outside of the industry, but being like, it's quite interesting. <laughs> no, it's yeah. a bit weird, like watching people fully in it and like sort of like ripping each other apart to get to the top. I, I mean, I'm not, I've got a lot of friends that I do feel are outside of that now and, I, and I'm just doing it with the love of it. But you still, when you do see the battles happen, you're like, Come on, guys. <laughs> like, you're going to be all right. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people get blinded by it. Mm. Yeah. Like, so you've had that part of your life as well then? Yeah, when I was more in a band, it was more about mm. just living the rock and roll lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Just kind of, just wanting that image and stuff like that. And wanted to, I did have an ego a little bit back then. So mm. I think that's where the confidence did come. But I think after that, when I went solo, it kind of, I was like, yo, I can't be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> when you're on a stage with four people, you can go crazy and you can throw your guitar around and <laughs> spit at people and stuff like that. What sort of like the biggest gig you've performed on? Have you been on any quite big bills? Uh, yeah, we played like a couple of festivals. We did Why Not before. We've done, we supported like Maximo Park before. Mm. Supported, oh God, there's too many gigs. Um, what, what number, what crowd are you performing to at that, would you say? I'm crap with numbers yeah, and capacities. Say, I just say, it, say it's like five hundred. Like yeah, probably about five hundred. And, and what sort? Because just again, I've played in front of quite big crowds, and I remember one at Happiness Festival is like a thousand. Yeah. But I remember just looking at, and it was a it was a very enlightening moment. Like, yeah. Not an ego moment, but just a moment of oh, this is cool. Yeah, like, it warms it the felt, heart. Yeah, up, it, it felt right, and the the cheer or the response, and it's like that's something i'm glad i've experienced but then taking it a notch further that i've never had is in a band yeah and that like lad like fucking hell we just created a vibe yeah, like everybody yeah. was in That's... like what's that like yeah uh, like <laughs> when i was in a band though like it, i had so much to do i was playing the guitar singing and i had a huge pedal board so it took so much mental thought mm. I, I had to black out for the whole thing i literally I, everyone would be like yo did you see that guy in the crowd do this like we played a show in Leeds once in, mm. in the venue next door. There was a wrestling match going off. Yo, there's a video of this. I'll send you the link later. <laughs> Please do. Right? The wrestling people come out of the match, come in our fucking room wow. and start slamming them on oh, the floor. Wow. And I'm just there playing like this. And it's like ev- <laughs> Everyone's in the room just looking like, what is going on? Mate. And after I played, everyone's like, yo, did you see them wrestlers come in? Like, was that scheduled? Or... No, they just literally came from the venue like next door into the, wow. our little room and just started choke slamming like that and then there's a whole video that wrestling people put up that was filming it and the, this is they just like come into the room and there's just us in the corner of the room playing in this like little gig room and it's like it's people wrestling and then they come outside and he throws them on a table and they go back in the ring <laughs> and stuff like that it's crazy bro <laughs> did you watch wrestling as a kid <laughs> i was i used to watch it i had friends that watched it i'd watch it for the uh, sake of being like oh yeah yeah smash yeah, him up okay. but I'd, I'd never get massively into it and dedicated to it i was gonna say because if you were like you were literally living your 
little boy dream man he was like yeah. but I mean what I'm saying is I was blacked out and I didn't see any yeah, of that so yeah. people after the show was like I wasn't like messed up or anything I just like I just had my eyes shut on. so do you really feel as an artist that you you just go into yourself when you're yeah, performing yeah like I, I can't look at anyone it's probably really. the best way to be though really do you know yeah. when a, you're really over conscious of what you're doing and like trying to create something yeah it can become quite contrived then can't it it can be of a course, quick, yeah. obvious that you're obvious trying that you're trying yeah that's what I'm saying literally okay that's cool that's something I might actually I'll take out of this and I'll be yeah. like oh, man, next time I'm on a stage just go <laughs> like, just, just feel it man like when you're playing obviously when you're talking to the audience and stuff you just, I try not to talk to the audience a lot I yeah. try to keep it nice and subtle and just say what is needed to say and just let them feel it really power I mean it, somewhat different as a spoken word artist oh yeah then, <laughs> yeah, course, yeah. yeah i've only got my words <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but me. yeah going on like and just doing voice and like acapella like the the bits in between sometimes really make it like if you yeah. do like this poem's about and then you can really sort I'm... of get into it i i'll listen a lot, a lot of artists that are very good at the preamble really feed their poems yeah, with a lot of, of like you're really listening then do you know what i mean yeah so, i've been to stuff like that that's definitely mm. moving if you can get the crowd talk the talk. Yeah, talk the talk yeah but again like it's such a fine tune and a, a creative art to like even podcasting conversation is a real art between it like how you yeah. flow how you work it like pausing everything's <laughs> yeah. so important yeah, so it's something again i'm really always working on and adapting and i find like as a, I've got a friend called Nick McCann, who's a fantastic... Yeah, I know Nick. Do you know Nick? From Ripley, yeah. Wicked guy. Yeah, he's a mad guitarist. And again, because we're just so polar in performance, like he's the guitarist just going in, like lost. And then you see me on stage and I've got to like try and create that but with my words. It's because you've got to proper mentally think. I think if yeah. if I'm playing a guitar on a stage, it's all muscle memory. I can not even look at the guitar and it's just... It's, yeah, it's, yeah. I can shut my eyes and feel. I know where I kind of am and stuff like that. Mm. It's a weird thing. I find it hard to use my brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <it's laughs> Live. Like, like, people are like, yo, spit a freestyle, John John. I'm like, yo, give me 24 hours, yeah, I'll be yeah, back. <laughs> yeah, I think, again, because what I've got to do with a crowd a lot of the time, and again, I've never done drama school really, so I've not yeah. learned these techniques. You pick it up on the way, but you've got to really like read the vibe and, and look out for certain things as well. Yeah. But then that's a balancing act because you've got to like, not overdo it like, oh, he twitched or like something. Yeah, yeah. I think doing that, though, I think you're kind of, if you're not shown what to do mm. and you go out and find it yourself, yeah, you'll craft yeah. so much of a better Did you character. do that, really? Yeah, like, I've never really had anyone there to show me. I've always kind of been on my own with music. I'll tell you what the funniest thing is, though. Sometimes you do that and then you feel like you've discovered a philosophy or something. Yeah. I'm like, I've got a new way of thinking, guys. And like, Plato did that. <laughs> it's like you get. Yeah. <laughs> I do it with a writing tool. I always like with rap or something. It was sort of something really simple because again, nobody showed me tools. It was like I found like I really like rhyme. Yeah. So first of all, I was just doing couplets. I yeah. didn't even know what couplets were, but I was like, this is cool. This works. And then I, I, I stuck to a formula, but then it become very samey. Yeah, so I was yeah. like, oh, balls. Like, everyone thinks I'm the same. So then a little introduction, I started doing like inner rhymes. Yeah. But I'd never heard of that before. And then everyone was like, <laughs> yeah, that was quite a known thing back then. <laughs> RZA sort of like came up with that. <laughs> so yeah, I learned, I, I just, uh, I love learning it on my own. It's naivety. If you're naive, 
again, if you you can't run around with too much of an ego, then yeah, yeah, I know yeah. a lot of people that think they know it all, know all the techniques, and then they're just a little. It comes across. You'll, yeah, like, yeah, it'll come across. You'll see it if they're mm. really that good. They'll come across that good and yeah. they'll be successful from that, and people will see that. Mm. If you understand that, other people will understand that. Mm. I like your style, man. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> I'm looking forward to like the people you probably know in like your circle didn't know we knew each other, but it'll be like. They'll probably watch this and find it quite interesting how it's come to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally from hey, around the hey, corner. Hey, Tom Bustle, how you doing, yes, mate? Buzzy, yes, Big Buzzy. shout out, mate. <laughs> he was so, really, we... Buzzy, oh, I've had some funny times. I've known Buzzy very, very We young had kid. the strangest times together at school because, like, again, I just didn't get the humour or mentality of him. So I was always like... Buzzy. I couldn't work it out. Buzzy's I thought Buzzy. It was, <laughs> yeah. I Nothing thought he was just trying to like make me feel weird all the time and like make me uncomfortable. But I was like so far out of the music mentality or the scene. Yeah. I was like, do you want some, mate? <laughs> do you have a PCU? <laughs> because I got like... Basically asked to leave school at one point. Yeah. I just did so bad there. But then they let me have another go at sixth form. But yeah. by the time I did that, all the uh, all the cool people or whatever, like all the people I was hanging around with, left. So yeah, I was left so... in like, with all the people, like the buzzies and that. We were all so I've cool. probably seen you around there, bro, because I can remember when Buzzy used to fight the fucking <laughs> school kids. He used did to wrestle he? the school kids on the sandpit. <laughs> We'd just have like WWE <laughs> matches and Buzzy would be wrestling like year sevens on oh, like, the fucking mate. sandpit while he's in sixth form. <laughs> I wish I would have been involved with it, but it was, it was interesting. I'm looking to try and get like Buzzy and a few other people that I wouldn't necessarily hung around yeah, with at school to... to come on and just talk about like, how did we all like... <laughs> In the same environment, but navigate just so differently. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. No, that'd be a cool yeah. one. I'd like to see that. <laughs> Would you, is that something that you'd be interested yeah, yeah, no, to do? Of course. Like, just all like, them people back in the day. Just where you like, see how people, different people have gone out in the past yeah, as well. Yeah, it's like. cool. Yeah. I love podcasts for that. You just yeah, like, yeah, of course. Just, bit and you're like, this is interesting. You can just sit and chat forever, I feel. <laughs> and I want to, but my missus has got a podcast. <laughs> she's just starting up a podcast, actually. Oh, she? Yeah, she's doing... We had this girl over the other day called Marcella Motivates really cool girl from Nottingham yeah. and they're going to start talking about like not sex but like yeah different ideas maybe like pregnancy like, se- like taboo sort of topics yeah them sort of Small topics taboo topics we, we had a long chat the other day and it was like just how again conditioning makes especially in our society people act so weirdly yeah, towards and they it to be so blind to it if people don't conversate and don't chat about it we just build up these horrible attitudes of towards course, it and you're so blind to it yeah mm. So what's next for you then, man? Like, part you've got the travelling. Just tell, yeah, tell the audience and where they can find you and what's next. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be a long road, like <laughs> quite literally. <laughs> yeah, just tra- as much travelling as we can. I'm literally going to while we're in Europe, just go away, what's bobbing. I've got friends who run a record label over mm. in Germany. Hmm. Big up Dirk. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think of me watching this? Yeah, I'll get it. Take uh, me with you. Yeah, he runs a skate company and like a record label out there. So he's running a skate competition over there and he runs a few artists. So we're going to hook up with them artists, do some videos, some songs, meeting a guy from La Rochelle (laughs) called Amour. Amour? Amour? Amour. How is it, Maud? Amour. 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 A M A U R E. And what's he do? Sorry, he's a rapper uh, from 
La, La Rochelle. Right, okay. And I've literally just found him on, he messaged me off SoundCloud from when yeah. I first released my... Again, when people like this, the social media platforms, you've used it to an absolute yeah, beautiful tool. I've, I've grown up somewhere like this where I've had to, like, I know a lot of people in the city, they could just, they're so more social, they go out every day and stuff, I feel like, I'd love to have done that as a kid. I did do mm. that as a kid, but I got to the age where I did want to take music seriously. And around yeah. here, nobody's doing that. So I had to sit on my phone and yes. be on group chats and had to meet people and chat to people constantly online that was just from different countries, different cities. So when, when you're suckered in on your phone, are you basically planning things instead of like yeah. just scrolling and g- getting involved in all the crazy? Maud's always like, you're not doing anything. It's like... <laughs> 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 I'm like yo it's like I'm messaging people about something I'm making contacts like, I I'll try that. and message probably like five to ten maybe new people like no about f- maybe five people a day or four people a day it, just man. new people yeah. just be like, I, so if it's an art I've came across even on my explore I'm like yo I rate this like this is actually really cool so like, what do people type in to find you now just in case they're watching this because like John hey, Joe you know John Joe you know J-O-N-J-O-Y-A-N-O you know, you know. <laughs> I love and it. it's John Joe, you know, <laughs> just off the tongue. I can imagine that like, if people do watch it and they're like, you know, what, I want to keep up with that journey, or I want to collaborate, or on a work, like yeah. you're somebody so approachable. It's just like, yeah, why well, get on it? Yeah, yeah trust. So yeah. you're gonna keep on creating while you're out there because I think we should yeah. Do a collab. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, trust. Yeah, of course. I, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm doing now. Full time music again. I quit my job to go do full time music now. Did, did you get on the Stinger and the J track? Yeah. Oh, I, I did, but I broke like broke my interface. I wrote all my lyrics and everything. Right, I've okay. literally only just brought a new interface like a couple of days Bless, ago. Man. But I've got so many people like, "Yo, where's my verse at?" And <laughs> it's like I've not been able to record like <laughs> at all. But I've got my interface now, so I'm gonna get back on it. So what, like in the van, is do you just prop up a studio then? Like, you got a little microphone? Do you have a Mac or? Yeah, I've got a MacBook in MacBook. there. MacBook microphone what mic is it like, i've got ashton yeah origin okay i've got like i've always gone Rhodes, but yeah okay i used to have way more mics when i worked as a freelance producer i had like a whole box just full of really really, really nice mics I, I had some really expensive ones but i was like yo i'm getting skint now i need to sell these when i, <laughs> when I, le- I went i left freelance or slowly cut out freelance because i was putting too much time in other people's stuff i was like working with bands on projects and being like Okay, let's proper get into this. How do you want to sound? I can help you do a bit of promo and branding with it as well yeah, if you yeah. want. And you make good money out of it and stuff. But eventually, I was like, I need to put this into myself. Yeah, this yeah. is a risk I had to take, and I had to cut a lot of money out from earning from that. And but I feel like it's grown me a lot more. I think I've had to sit back and work on myself rather than mm. as a as a person as well. I've had to do a lot of things for myself and push myself a lot more. It's funny when you do live outside the box or when you do the the unconditional path. You learn so much more about what you're capable of yeah. and who you truly are. Because if you live in a conditional path, you're constantly living in condition. So yeah, you're like yeah. working out how everyone else is doing it and, and doing look, that. Yeah, yeah, you, that's all you so worry. It's a worry, isn't it? You, in your mind. You get crafted to what what is by your surrounding. But as soon as you're like, no, I'm going to do this, it's A, really scary, B, very hard. And see, like, you make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. But eventually, when you've done all that, it's so much more rewarding. Boy, it's so yeah, much more, like, beautiful on the other side because you know it's you. You know who of you course. are after. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, like the hero's journey, isn't it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you just, I've had to always just go for it, what feels right, in it. Mm. I mess up all the time. More does it go for me messing up all the time. Like, <laughs> I mess up all the time. I mess plan stuff. I do stupid stuff, but... 
I, I just go at it with aim of 100%. Like, yo, fuck it. I'm going to do it. Like, I don't care. Honestly, like, I've got the nicest partner in the world, like, ever. Like, oh, well, sorry, maybe we both have. <laughs> <laughs> My Chrissy is just an incredible person. And again, like, she she's picked both paths. Like, she does her, but also she's like, but I need to have state stability. Yeah, of course. Which is perfect. And I need that to rein me in, to let me be out and do stupid. But... On days where I've done a whole day's work for somebody and I'm learning the camera and then I've I've shot it in the wrong shutter speed yeah. or because with filmmaking in particular, as soon it's, as you made a mistake, yeah, man, everything yeah, yeah, the yeah, whole day yeah. is ruined. Yeah, of course. And then she's got home and I'm like, Ah, oh, fuck my life, like what's the point? I just shut shut the laptop down, like the amount of times this has nearly been outside oh. the window. <laughs> but again, Stressful like yeah. to have a partner like that who gives you the freedom but also tells you to stop being stupid yeah. is so important it balances me out because if i had somebody that wasn't like that or just like let me do it fully and didn't go come on calm down don't be an idiot yeah, it was it's just i'm trying to reflect it was so important to have that side of myself of course yeah Maud plays a massive role yeah like, <laughs> Maud's made me grow as a person loads you're you're <laughs> all right over there. <laughs> More tells me what's stupid, what's not. She well, actually does. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she tells me what's stupid and not because I'll I'll do anything like. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, like I do a lot of stupid stuff, like I said earlier. So, are you are you two gonna document the whole journey as well? Are you gonna try and make sure uh, people can catch up with you? Probably just do that mainly off our Instagram page. Yeah. We're probably gonna start using. Not really been posting much anymore around here because yeah. there's nothing that's it's worth not, posting. Yeah. Like, what? It's raining. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it will, again, if you do, like, if you set yeah. up something, we'll be following it because I, I love what I've tried to do now with my social media, and I've had to delete quite a few people, but yeah. I'm just filling it with people that are doers and thinkers and looking forward. Yeah. And I want to just keep opening up like content and, just, and being yeah. like oh it, it fills me with do yeah, it yeah yeah when i it. see my friends or people that i know doing stuff in other countries i'm like oh that's sick that mm. makes me want to get up mm. and do that now like i could do that as well like sick. Mm. are you gonna go to berlin on your travels yeah probably Such gonna go place, berlin. man i just i remember going there with chrissy and oh i think we're there like because a family she's german so like all her yeah, family from, scene, yeah. from there but in about three days we've met so many people that were just like oh you guys would love to come here come to that i was like i think i've found home <laughs> like yeah. such a vibing yeah. place like again i'm not very artistic but a guy was like just letting me do some uh, graffiti and things Sick. and i was just like oh, this is nice oh, yeah man that's what i love go that's... and talk to anybody and back here it can be quite oh what are you doing don't don't yeah. do that <laughs> i think that's another reason why i've always been like i want to always book shows european and uk just because you can go to a venue and the hospitality is like on a completely mm. different level. You get mm. to the venue, it's like, oh, hi, there's all this food we've just made for you. Here's mm. your hotel room for the night. Wow. There's like, whatever you need, just call me on this number. I'll be all rep for you. Like, you come to the UK, it's like, yo, we might pay you. We might not pay you. <laughs> 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 You've got to get me a nugget. Yeah, it's like, can we get a drink, please? It's like, yeah, here's some tap water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Actually, we played the show with DLC the other week, and I didn't drink anyway. I've not drunk for like about three years now. Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, Oh, I'll get you some drinks. Well, he didn't say that. I was like, can we get like some drinks or something? So we're playing like quite a big show and we had to pull a lot of people and the guy wasn't already paying us already. So he was like, can we get some drinks at least? He's like, I'm in an for ages. He's like, oh, how much have we got in the budget? He's like, 
yeah, I'll go get you a couple of cans of beers. I was like, no, I was like, we want loads of Coke. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like we don't drink, we want Coke. <laughs> I felt like a proper proper boss, like, yeah. oh, God. He's like, oh, God. He, gave me, he tried to give me the money, and I was like, no, bro, you're going. <laughs> oh, bless. It's, it's weird, like, the amount of people that want free. Like, yeah, want this guy just sat on his arse, them. and he was like, literally just sat on his arse on the door, and he just looked morbid as fuck. Like, mm. He was the promoter, he just did not speak to me at all. I, yeah. I introduced myself as soon as I got there, I was like, yo, I'm John Joe, I run the collective, you need me, mm. whatever. Like Putting on gigs now, like, just down here, like, again, I've, I've had friends, and the incentive is to get, like, a it's like an NPR session, isn't it? So they have, like, a film done. Yeah. So they'll come for free, but even that, like, plays on me so i'm always i come in and i'm like guys i'll get you free drinks like what yeah. do you want and we don't really make any profit on the busking sessions we do yeah. but it just promotes it well and it looks yeah, cool yeah, so uh, again going to be a performer and being around good and bad hosts really yeah it's it, so important yeah, poor, yeah mm. I, I put loads of shows on that's what kind of mm. i did when i wasn't playing music for a long time yeah you know, jt saw in nottingham yeah 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 i used to put gigs on there when i was right, like young okay. probably like 18, 19. Nice. I put gigs on there for years, like loads of punk emo bands. The best, I think, the best scene in the UK that I've been to is Nottingham. I just love yeah, it. Really. I really it's do. So I, small and tight. I know there's beautiful all around, but like the most, where I felt most at home has always yeah, just course. been the Nottingham scene. They're so like welcoming. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really accessible and people are open. They're very mm. open-minded there. Mm. It's very multicultural as well. Beauty, man. Honestly, when you so when you do get back, do you think you'll come back and like tell me all about the travels and what you've been on? I don't. We're not planning on coming back. Oh no, <laughs> this is it then. Right, you're staying for another few hours then. This is it. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, are gonna, the different life collective going to carry on then? No, we've got so much material done. Like we've literally mm. got like, probably thirty songs that we've just had sat for so long, and it's been like umming and ahhing about what to do with it and right and then it kind of just slowly went as i kind of started to put i kind of wanted to work on my own solo music and i was putting a lot of effort into it sure and sure. there was a lot of people it was very draining and i had to do a lot of the admin stuff and well, i get yeah yeah so i, I was like oh. it's, 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 it's i was moving away like, as well obviously so as a solo artist it's just it's so much more pleasurable i've been on business adventures with other people and extra yeah. As soon as it just became, you know what, I am the um, judge and executioner of my own life, my own existence, my own artistry, yeah, yeah. it becomes so much easier. All because control, you ain't got to worry about decisions. It, it, if it doesn't come out, if nothing happens, it's your fault. <laughs> you solely have to deal with that. Yeah, I feel like, because well, I've been in bands before with mm. four, six people, mm. but being in a collective with about 16 people yeah. and trying to lug everyone around, get everyone to shows. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah. If we got to take, do a show like to London, we've got to take like three or four cars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's stupid. <laughs> and it just, yeah, it got too much. It is like, I love everyone. and I, 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 I try to get everyone. I built the collectives together originally because I wanted people to, I wanted this to be an outlet for all these people to release their own solo music yeah, as well. Yeah. So I did like artist and development with a lot of them. that like that, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Like, a few people I know. Um, is it Oliver? Like Ol- Ollie Rees. Ollie Rees. Oh, Ollie Rees what a guy, mad, man. man! Big Ollie Rees. Incredible. Rees. Like, hey, up, mate. Man, <laughs> and I did a little collaboration with him actually. But just the amount of people I've seen blossom through what you created or what's yeah. been created, they're doing their own. A lot are doing their own thing, aren't they? Yeah, so should be proud of that. That's yeah, been yeah, that's what made. I'm saying. Like, 
I'm just glad to see it. I'm really happy when I see just people doing their own stuff. I just a moment, <laughs> isn't it? A moment that's been and an it's created so much for everybody else and opportunities come from that. Yeah. Mm. It's like, as Dingers will say, like I was the puppet master for everyone in DLC. Yeah. Not everyone. <laughs> I know Ollie and Motormouth before, but Dingers especially in Queez. Mm. We're trying... Them guys, they've got music on the way. Well, just giving them stage time and presence, like the amount of confidence that gives yeah. you to like somebody say, right, no, you're coming up with us, you're getting on it. I, I do feel always, I wished I would have had that a little bit, like just somebody like push you up and you're like, okay. Cause. I just yeah, like because it was people that I've been doing music for years, so a lot of time when I was playing in bands, it's people that have been playing sh- millions of shows before. But because these people had never played a show before, I thrived mm. off that so much. I felt like a, a kid playing a show again, and because mm. I was doing music that was really high and energetic, we had a DJ, we had a live drummer, yeah. and we had man's ripping the t-shirts off, jumping <laughs> on each other, and there's like ten man just shouting at you in your face, like it just felt so like mad, wow. like. Well, I tell you what, the one thing I've got, though, I, I look forward to coming and seeing you wherever you are. I can just get in touch and go, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, do you need a saying. filmmaking? That's like, what I'm what saying, bro. If, if you ever want to come out for a holiday and you're oh, bored mate, here, bro, just give me a bell, see where we'll I am. We'll be there. Like, me and Chris, the, you're living our uh, other life at the minute. <laughs> Parallel <now> life. We, <laughs> yeah. We're just a little bit ahead of you, so just <laughs> message us for an we've update. Got, got the buses, so we are tied to something because it's sort of building up we've commit, created a community interest company so yeah. we're hopefully going to have like the area is going to thrive from it yeah but as soon as when it gets to like calm down season or we've got something not on we do want to just get a little van like yours do it up and go traveling course, that's going to be our other other aim <laughs> so yeah i'll get be coming over <laughs> oh and this drives perfectly so <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know what ferries take buses but i'm sure there must be some yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure you get coaches on there. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. Huh? What? Oh, fright. Fuck that. What was that? What? Uh, like cargo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again. I well, was surely you could take a bus on there because I've been on coaches on a ferry. Yeah, I think I we I've, I've well they've, they've taken this all over the world. Where we got this from? Uh, the one we're on now is it started out in America, obviously. And then it went, it's got Stagecoach on the back because it was used in BBC for like some of the, it was like Educating Essex or something, I think Whoa. it was. But they're on this bus, so it was in Wales and it's been to Portugal and it, it's been all over. So yeah, I know it happens. I just, I've not ventured that far yet. Yeah. I'm like, let's get a business first. Have you drove abroad before? Like out of the country? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done driving all over, like uh, New Zealand, Australia, everywhere I've been, I've had to drive yeah, somewhere. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And it is, it, it's just fine, really, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's just sick when you're in Europe and you know you could just drive to just a little, like hour or two, and you can be in a different country. It's just so accessible, <laughs> and you can just see a different culture like, every day if you really wanted to. Was I, I, I did uh, end up upside down in Australia in a car oh, once. <laughs> that wasn't so fun, and that was just. <laughs> Again, just being clumsy, I wasn't thinking like yeah. I was in another country and it was like there was a, a lorry driving a really close and they're a bit wild in the outbacks. I can and imagine, yeah. I, I just went a bit this way. I don't even know if my mum and dad have ever heard this story, but <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was a little like trench and we went into it and then it just flipped the car. It was, yeah, I've been upside down in too many cars. 
I've never tr- crashed a car. Touch wood. <laughs> Touch wood, man. It's but uh, and you you've done enough driving over. Yeah, there. I've I've done quite a few tours over there. I've drove vans before and drove vans and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Over every there, opportunity, you you are literally in the unknown. So every moment of being like, right, we stop off, we check yeah, out this town. It's all different, isn't it? Perfect, man. Like, the the tour that I did with the guys from Singapore, I drove them to Prague and then they had to fly back from there. So I was just on my own. <laughs> I had to just dri- drive back and I was like, I can just drop it, stop at the German Black Forest yeah. for a little bit. I stopped here for the night. So I just slept in the woods there. Drove wow. back. I stopped to her friends in Brussels. Big up Slow Crush as well. Them have, guys are getting big now. Have, have you ever felt like ropey where you've been? Have you ever had them moments of like, oh, I've, I've, I've fucked up here? <laughs> uh, not massively. I think I got to the ferry when we were going out of the UK with all the Singapore guys and there was like, yeah, here's my ticket. And there was like, this was for yesterday, and I was like, "Oh for fuck's sake!" Because yeah. I had to buy a ticket there, but I, okay. no, nothing massively. That's I cool. just, I never really. Wh- just I've been in some. Wits. <laughs> some people they probably say, "Oh man, you must really in that fucked up situation," and mm. I'd be like, "No, oh, that was chill. That wasn't too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I've been worse." I remember in um, Joburg, like when I was living there, and I was getting on my own, but with uh, a different partner at the time. Yeah. And that was ropey as. Where's that? Sorry, Johannesburg. Oh, yeah, crap. it was yeah, like <laughs> we were like only like white people in this uh, sit like where we were going on this bus, and I remember I saw like I looked outside and there was literally a dead body, and it hit rigor mortis, and I was t- I was like, we're 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 in some like dangerous place, and then this guy came over and he literally just went, you're not safe here, and I was, that I remember that was where my stomach like just dropped down here, and my wow. heart in my stomach. And I remember he said, when we get off here, you've got to follow me. So I followed this guy and it turned into carnage. It was a massive... And That's again, crazy. that was just a moment of not keeping my wits about me. I was being a yeah. bit... Um, just naive again. Just like, no, when everyone used to tell me, like, you can't go there, you can't go there. I was like, I can go where I want. And yeah. there are actual, like, times where you've got to just listen to the, the yeah. people around you. Aren't <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. I've... Friends from Singapore took when we went over. They took us over to like Malaysia and stuff, and I think we went to some pretty weird places over there. Mm. But like, mm. luckily them guys were there. They kind of as a guide, you know. It was a funny and this one tour we went on again, just to some of like the uh, shanty towns and stuff in South Africa. And we went with a tour guide, and he literally said like, "If I'm not with you, you will be killed." <laughs> like to that extent, he's like these bro. areas. Like some uh, some people really want you here, and you're bringing in money, and you're doing this, but like there are other people that yeah. run the shots, run the scene, and if they see you yeah, without me, we're we're over. Yeah, <laughs> so it was like, crazy. I, I love that as again though. Like I love feeling like <laughs> yeah, the feeling what's gonna like, happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I miss it so much. I miss that like constant like what's what's next. <laughs> yeah, I've never had anything to life or death. Well, I anything. hope you're all right, mate. <laughs> yeah. Right, I know I've got a world to live in. You've got a world to be. I, I really hope, like, I do come over and see you. I, yeah, I no, think you're always welcome, man. man. I've got a nice camera. I've got loads who can, like, work together, collaborate. If we make a song and it can be quite reflective of, like, what you're doing, what we're doing, yeah. I think I'm, there's something out of this, isn't there? Yeah, trust me, I'm good for that. Mate, I love you. <laughs> yeah, this has been genuine. <laughs> right, brother. Guys, what a guy. Where can people find you again? John Joe, you know. John Joe, you know. So thank you again. If you joined us all the way, hello. Yes. (laughs) Big love. We're on the back of the bus sessions, the old farm bus. John Joe, it's been a pleasure, man. Peace and love, guys. We're out.